0: If you're a business owner and you're wanting to grow your business, please make sure you head to Facebook and search for my No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. It's totally free and I share tips, tools, templates, and live trainings on all things sales, marketing, leadership, management, systemization, and more, as well as how to help you to perform at your best by optimizing your mindset as the business owner. So if you're a business owner, head across to Facebook via the link in the description of this podcast and join my free No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. Most people get really confused about how to set up a daily plan that works for them or how to prioritize the things in life that are important to them. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants and seminars, I want to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to set yourself up with a proper daily routine that works for you. And we'll talk about creating your morning routine, your daily routine, and then also maybe your end-of-day wrap-up. And we'll figure out what is one that works for you so you don't have self-sabotage and self-destruction. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Just a massive shout-out at the start of this episode for those who have been rating and reviewing this podcast. Just want to shout-out to Nairi as well for giving us a five-star rating and also writing a review on the Apple app and also Second Stage 86 as well for giving us a five-star rating and also writing a quick review as well. I really do appreciate it. All right, let's talk about how to establish your personal routine. So there's so much stuff out there about the morning routine, the morning routine, you've got to set yourself up to win. Now, the majority of the people that are talking about this stuff don't understand human behavior. What they do is they understand what works for them and then they project that onto other people, which for some people works really, really well. For other people, it will fuck them up and it will set them up for self-sabotage, self-destruction, beating themselves up, feeling like they're not good enough, feeling like they can never stick to anything. Now, for a lot of you who are listening to this, it probably sounds like something that you've been through before. So you hear you've got to get up at 4 a.m. Well, why do you have to get up at 4 a.m.? Why not get up at 10 a.m.? What's the difference? Working or getting up at 4 a.m., you can get just as much done throughout the day as getting up at 4 a.m. and working till 4 p.m as you can getting up at 10am and working till 10pm. There is no difference. But there are a lot of people out there who think that you have to get up early in order to do something great with your life. There are a whole bunch of other people as well who say things like, you have to hit the gym. Or there are a whole bunch of people in the world that don't like going to the gym. There are also a whole bunch of other people in the world who don't have access to a gym. That doesn't mean that they can't be successful or that they can't grow or that they can't achieve. Because there are some fundamental human behavior factors that are taken out of the equation by these people. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to address some of these situations so that you can set your own day up in your own way so that you can win. Now, the first thing that I would say, and this is exactly what we do in our Thrive Time event, because what I found was that unless you are really clear in what makes you as an individual tick and what your values are, your purpose, your mission, what are the visions that you consistently have, how to balance out all the past shit that you haven't probably dealt with, if you don't do this stuff, then you are probably going to just live life based on trial and error. So you might hear these things like, you got to get up at 4 a.m. So Monday comes, you get up at 4 a.m., you go to the gym, you exercise, you do this amazing morning routine, you have your cold shower. Well, that's great. But what happens by Thursday is that most people drop out of that. They stop having their cold shower. They can't be fucked getting up because now they're exhausted because they've probably gone to sleep too late. And then on weekends, they're going out partying and hanging out with friends and they've stuffed up their whole routine. This then causes them to beat the shit out of themselves, feel guilty, feel like they're not good enough. And then they start again the following week. And so the majority of people in our society go through this, which is why you have to be really, really clear with your success map in life if you want to achieve. So the first thing that you want to do is you really need to get clear with your values because your values make you who you are. Now, I know that I can't do much for a long period of time without having to learn, teach, or coach. And I will put myself in certain situations in order to be able to teach, learn, or coach. Now, if that means sometimes that I have to create these certain unconscious patterns of behavior where I self-destruct and melt down in order to feel like shit about myself so that then I go and learn and research stuff in order to improve myself, then I will do that. That becomes an unconscious pattern of behavior that I'm unaware of that forces me back to living my highest values. There are some people out there who have their highest value as family and they'll start this morning routine, they go to the gym, they exercise, and then all of a sudden something happens in their family dynamic where they have to be there for the kids. Now, if you don't understand that your highest priority in life is your family, and you're trying to prioritize other stuff over the top of family, that will only happen for a short period of time before you self-sabotage and give up on the goal of going to the gym and getting up early and so on. So your self-sabotage patterns are essentially a symptom of not knowing how to prioritize your life effectively. Now, when I speak to most people, I'll say, do you self-sabotage frequently? And they go, yes. So if most people self-sabotage their goals or they self-sabotage what they're trying to achieve or their habits, then most people don't know what they're trying to achieve in life. So they're using trial and error and they're trying things out to see if it works. And then when it doesn't work, they beat themselves up and they feel guilty and then they try something else. Now, if you do that for 40, 50, 60 years, you'll waste your life and you might not figure it out, like most people. Whereas if you're smart, you will go and get really, really clear with your values because you know that they're your priorities. I know that I go for a very short period of time and I have to learn, I have to grow, I have to coach, I have to be around people. I also know that I have to spend time with people. So sitting in an office all day long for an extended period of time, I will then start to create chaos and drama around me in order to go and connect with people because that's how my brain is wired. Now, could I change it? Yes, probably. And I see a whole bunch of courses out there like these NLP courses and, you know, stuff in psychology, which is how to change your values. But the question is, why do you want to change your values? Now, here's what most people don't know. The reason why there are people out there who want to change their values is because they pedestal others and they look up to others. And they think that by living a life of others or by, trying to be like somebody else that their life is going to be better. And the truth is it won't be. All you're trying to do is run away from embracing your true greatness as an individual. If someone loves themselves and they get themselves and they know what their greatness is or they live their values, they will be able to implement patterns of behavior that enhance their greatness. Now, if you got Michael Jordan and you said to him, you need to sit all day and play computer games, he'd probably lose his fucking mind. But if you got a gamer who could sit there all day long and play computer games, they would thrash Michael Jordan. Now, are there people out there who earn as much money as Michael Jordan did playing basketball as playing games? Yeah. It's just that they are different. They're different people. If you got the gamer to go and play basketball with Michael Jordan, they would probably last about two minutes, get an injury, hate the game, and want to give up. Now, that's how most people live when they're living outside of their values. If you have a look at the billionaire lists, there are so many different ways that people become billionaires. There are some in the tech industry that are programmers, and they make billions. There are people in the tech industry that are good leaders, and they make billions. There are people in the tech industry that are entrepreneurial, and they make billions. There are people in the tech space that are more creatives, and they make billions. Then there are people in business, and there are people who, in depending on the business, work in different roles in the business. Some people are more connection-driven and people-driven. Some are more system and process-driven. Some are more financial-driven. There is no right or wrong way of making money, and there is no right or wrong way of succeeding in life. There are so many different ways it can happen. It's just that most people only look at certain individuals that aren't like them and say, maybe I need to be like them. And so they want to change their values and want to do something different or be different. But the truth is you don't need to be anything different. You just need to be yourself. And your greatness is already wrapped up within you. It's just most people don't know what that looks like because they've never seen it before. And also if you're unique and your greatness is unique, then it's hard to see what that looks like in the future if you don't embrace who you really are. You will only see it in other people. So you might look at the young person who's 25 years of age and has a great body and go, well, shit, I want to have a great body like them. But you don't realize all the sacrifice, all the pain, all the problems, all the stresses that they've had to go through to have that. And so you want the outcome, but you don't want all the effort and the stress and the pressure that they're putting to get that body. Now they might have other areas of life, which you would never want to have. So they may have shitty relationships. They may never go out. They may have no friends. Their whole life may be boring to you and you may not like that lifestyle, but you just want the body. And so by projecting that value onto yourself that they have of this high value of physical fitness or physical performance, it might make you feel insecure. So you want to have their values instead of embracing your own, which might be that you're a great parent, that you're amazing as a connector and have a massive friendship circle, and that you like going out and having experiences. So that life of a bodybuilder would absolutely suck for you, but you just want the six pack or the body or whatever they've got, but you're not prepared to sacrifice all the other things that you actually have within your own life that are great. And this here creates self-sabotage patterns. It makes people feel like shit about themselves. That's why your values are so important because essentially they're your prioritization mechanism or a gating mechanism within your brain that allow you to see the world differently and allow you to behave and act differently. If you embrace that, you will become great at something. But if you don't embrace it and try to be like other people, you're always gonna be a second rate version of everybody else out there. And if you're seeing 20 different people and trying to be like them all, then you're gonna be a second rate version of all 20 of those people. You're essentially just gonna be chasing your tail all the time. So in order to establish your personal success routine or your personal daily routine or your morning routine, you need to know your values because your values will make sure that you start the day well. So for me personally, most days I wake up and I read or I research. That's important for me because it starts my day well. Other days or other things that I do in my morning routine is normally exercise. Now, sometimes my personal trainer will come mid afternoon or around 1.30 in the afternoon, normally on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that's normally when I train. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't train in the morning because I might go for a walk or something like that, but I may not as well. I like to set my life up based on my values, especially my mornings. So first of all, I wanna spend time connecting with Jess and hanging out with her for a little bit. I want to make sure I exercise a little bit or do some form of movement. And I want to study, research, or teach first thing in the morning as well. So I find that doing podcasting first thing in the morning helps I find that reading a book first thing in the morning helps. Watching a documentary first thing in the morning helps to stimulate me. Sometimes I'll hop on the exercise bike and I'll ride for a little bit like I might do a 45-minute ride on the bike in front of the TV. And I'll be watching a documentary or something like that. And I find that's a great way of just stimulating me into the morning of just feeling good about my day. So that sets me up to win. There are other things that I don't do though. So very rarely do I wake up at 4 a.m. Some mornings I do, but not a lot because it's just too early for me. My body doesn't respond that well to it. Now other people it does. I find personally that normally between about 5 and 7 a.m. is normally my wake up time and I would prefer to wake up naturally than wake up to an alarm. So I will wake up at that time and normally I go to bed around 9, between about 9.30 and 11 o'clock at night most nights. So that's just what works best for me. But you need to find out what works for you. My dad, on the other hand, he goes to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, maybe even 9 o'clock at night, but he'll be up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. That's just how he operates. And he's always been like that. So different people operate in different ways. You need to find out what works for you because that's unique to you. And if you set your mornings up based on your values, you crush it in life. You know, I know for me personally, I like getting up in the morning and I like having a cold shower and I have done for about six or seven years. That's pretty uncommon. Like there are some people who will wake up and have a cold shower because it's trendy or at school or they've watched some Wim Hof or something like that. But I've been doing it for six or seven years and I love it. Like I really enjoy it, but there are some mornings that I don't and I don't really give a shit if I have one or don't have one. If I feel like having one I'll have one, which is most mornings, but that doesn't mean I always have one. So I try and adapt it to how I'm going to feel best throughout the day. Whereas someone like Jess, Jess is super productive. She's great with achieving things, but she very rarely has a cold shower. In fact, she fucking hates them. She would much prefer to have a warm shower. And so that's her. So you've got to find your own effective tools to help you to live your life the best way that you can because life is short, so you might as well enjoy it. So values are your number one thing. You really need to get clear on them because they are your prioritization in life. They're your gaming mechanism. And that's the way you're going to see the world. You will see the world through your values and it's what makes you effective. It's what makes you efficient. It's what makes you focused. It's what makes you resilient. It's what makes you adaptable. There's so many different like the more you live your values, the greater you're going to be in life. The more you live outside of your values, the more you're going to get feedback like self-sabotage, beating yourself up, feeling not good enough, mental and emotional volatilities, depression, anxiety, addictions. There is just so many things that are related to your value system that if you're unaware of this stuff, you're probably setting yourself up for a fair bit of failure. So you need to get clear with you. Driven mofos. I wanted to mention something that means a lot to me. When I was younger, everyone doubted me and their doubts became my doubts. Their fears festered inside my mind and I hated myself as I knew I could do so much more in life. I just didn't know where to start, and failure would reinforce what a loser I already believed I was. If it wasn't for listening to audios just like this, which I spent tens of thousands of dollars on, I would have probably ended it all. I know that there are so many people out there who feel this way and are holding themselves back from greatness. So if I could ask just one favor today, it would be that you share this podcast with just one person, as it may make all the difference and start them on a new path. Number two is getting driven by a long-term mission. If you're not driven by a long-term mission, you'll be probably driven by short-term immediate gratification. Now, if you're setting yourself up for a daily routine and you get started and you're good for a couple of days and then all of a sudden you're self-sabotaging, first of all, it's probably because you're doing things outside of your values and you're getting feedback and you're not aware of that feedback and you don't know how to navigate your values. And so because of that, you're starting to self-sabotage, it's feedback. The second thing is that if you're unclear on a long-term mission, you'll be driven by short-term immediate gratification. So you'll be chasing shiny objects. You'll be trying to do things because you'll feel like life's gonna get better when you achieve those things. And life doesn't really get better. It just changes, things just change. We live in a world of transformation. So there's no real starts and finishes, there's just transformations. You know, When something finishes, something new starts. When something new starts, something else finishes. It's just this consistent transformation throughout our own lives. And if you see life as a transformation, then a goal doesn't really mean anything. If you struggle your way to achieve a goal, That's not gonna be great for your life. If you enjoy the process of getting better on the way to that goal, then your life is probably going to improve because you're becoming better as an individual and you're enjoying that process. So the long-term mission is really important. And then from there, you can set effective goals. If you're setting goals and you align your goals with your mission, and then you align your mission and your goals with your values, then you're probably setting yourself up to win in life. So you wanna make sure that you're thinking really long-term about what you're trying to achieve. I've mentioned on this podcast before that if you wouldn't do it for the rest of your life, you probably shouldn't do it just in general. So when someone says to me, you know, I'm just gonna sit in front of a computer and I'm just gonna invest in foreign exchange, or I'm just gonna do options trading, or I'm just gonna start doing day trading shares. I normally ask someone, would you do that for the rest of your life? And they say, no, it's fucking boring. What is the likelihood that that person is going to be successful or achieve long-term at day trading? It's probably going to be very low because they're not going to enjoy it. If you want to get good at anything, you need to be long-term focused because in order to build skills, you know, we've probably all heard of the 10,000 hour rule, that 10,000 hour rule, whether it's legit or not. I have read different pieces of research. Some say, yes, it's probably a bit of a guide. Others say, no, it's not really that accurate. It all depends. But let's say you had to invest 10,000 hours in something to get good at it. Would you invest 10,000 hours doing that thing? Now, if you're going to do something, like let's say you're going to do a diet. If your diet is gonna be something that you're not gonna commit to for the next 10,000 hours, then that diet isn't gonna be sustainable. If that diet's not sustainable, then you're not gonna keep the results that you're working hard for. So if you're not gonna do it for the rest of your life, it's probably better off not doing it immediately. Maybe it's better off finding a way where you can actually have a diet that you enjoy and that gives you the outcomes that you want. If you're doing something like training or exercising and it's not something that you could do for the rest of your life, then it's probably best not to do it you're better off finding something that you enjoy now, but also enjoy long-term, because that thing is probably gonna be the thing that you'll keep doing, which then will help you to stay fit and healthy and so on. Now, there are always exceptions to the rules, like if you wanna run a marathon or something like that because it's a goal, fair enough. But if it's a process of you bettering yourself, completely understandable. But if you're doing something because you think that your life's gonna change after you do it, it's probably not. And I've seen this in the bodybuilding industry where a whole bunch of people would go into that industry, feel like if they got ripped and got a six pack and got up on stage, it would change the way they feel about themselves. And the truth is it didn't for almost every one of those people. Every now and again, someone does it because they love the sport, but the majority of people who get up on stage in the bodybuilding industry do it because they're insecure and they think that by getting up on stage or by having six pack abs or by having this amazing ripped body, that they're gonna change the way they feel about themselves. And the truth is it doesn't. If you're insecure about how you feel now, you're gonna be more insecure when you get up on stage and everyone judges you and looks at you. Now, most people don't know this until they fucking do it. I've spoken to so many people in that industry over the years, and most of them don't fucking listen to me because they don't care what I think. They get up on stage and then all of a sudden it just gets worse and worse and worse. So their body dysmorphia gets worse over time. You will see young guys who get up on stage and all of a sudden they're hitting large amounts of steroids or, you know, I just call it gear. They start hitting large amounts of gear because they're trying to chase something that is almost impossible to sustain. Now, there are people out there who just want to be great as a bodybuilder, and that's their thing, but they're normally very quiet. And you can see that they actually enjoy the process of training. They enjoy the process of eating. They enjoy just the process of being a bodybuilder. Whereas when you hear people complaining about the diet and you hear people complaining about the training and, you know, it's not a lifestyle choice and they're not going to do it forever, then it creates a lot of problems for those people. So we want to make sure that your mission and your goals are attached to your values. Okay, most importantly, and if you're not going to do it for a long period of time, it's probably not worth doing it for a short period of time, even though most people want to get short results and they think that everything's going to change. Fat loss is a prime example. People go, yeah, but it's, you know, I, I won't do it forever. I won't eat this diet forever, but I just want to lose weight really, really quickly. Okay. See what happens. Then people go on these crazy fucking diets. And then after the diet, they go, it's just one pizza. It's just going to be, you know, I'm just going to spend today maybe eating and, and then tomorrow it'll be different. And then you just watch them binge eat for the next month. They put on all the weight again and then they they feel like shit again. The only thing that they lost was money by going on whatever diet plan they're on. And then they also lost time. If they just did something a lot slower and took the time and took the effort to align their mission with their goals and their values and thought about something for a long period of time, they could adapt their diet. They probably wouldn't get results as fast as what they want. But over time, it would be sustainable. And not only would they get those goals, they would keep those goals. So that's number two. Number three is that they have to align their daily actions with their values, their goals, and their mission. It's good setting the goal, but you really need to understand what habits you're trying to create. It's the habit that leads to a great life. It's not so much the goal. It's not so much the mission. It is the values because the values you live every day. But if you don't have, if your daily actions don't sustain what you're trying to achieve in the lifestyle you want, and that you don't do that today, it's probably not going to change tomorrow. So you want to make sure that whatever your daily routine is or your morning routine, it's something that you enjoy doing. I enjoy getting up in the morning and hanging out with Jess. I enjoy getting up in the morning and eating breakfast. It's one of my favorite meals. I enjoy my first coffee of the day. It's always enjoyable. I I really enjoy it. I enjoy getting up and doing a bit of reading or a bit of research and study. That's how I enjoy life. So I set my day up for a life that I can enjoy, not a day that I need to struggle through. Now you will have people like David Goggins that say you need to struggle through everything, but that's not true. If you look at someone like that and his value system, you will see someone who loves to push his body, so he has probably physical performance as a very high value. You also have someone who has experience as a very high value, hence why he became a Navy SEAL, because it hits that high value of experiences, and it also hits a very high value of physical performance. Now, if you've got someone like him and who talks about resilience and just fucking grinding all the time, and you said, sit in front of a computer, and all I want you to do is, I want you to write for the next year straight, and you're just going to sit there and struggle through it, he would melt down. He would self sabotage and self destruct. So what he's saying is he's projecting his values onto other people saying, you know, waking up and not wanting to run and then forcing yourself to go and run is potentially a key to getting great results or to grinding in life and to achieving great things. But that works for him. It doesn't work for everybody because that's his values. Also, you'll see things like where he pushes himself and runs these extreme distances, but also he breaks down. So he ends up with these injuries. He ends up with you know, a lot of physical challenges and a lot of physical issues which stop his performance for a period of time. So if you're somebody who looks at that and goes, I need to push just as hard as what he does, you have to understand that there are downsides and consequences to doing so and there are ups and there are downs. And it's no different. Like if you just got up every day and went for a long walk, your health is probably going to be just as good as his, maybe even better because you don't have all the injuries and the muscle fatigue and the breakdown and the mental fatigue and all the other issues that he has as well. But that works for him. It may not work for you. So you really need to make sure that you align your daily actions with your values, your goals, and your mission, and make sure that what you do is fulfilling so that you do it long-term and it creates really good habits. Anyway, I hope that helps Driven Mofos because there's just so much shit out there about what you need to do in your morning routine in order to succeed. You don't need my morning routine to succeed. And in fact, on every podcast I have done probably in the last couple of years, people ask me, what is my morning routine? And I always say, If I share my morning routine, this is the routine that works for me, but this won't work for other people. It works for me. Therefore, you've got to discover your own morning routine and you've got to discover your own daily routine that works for you. You need to set your week up to win. Like if you go to work at a certain time, then that's how you set your way up to win. If you eat a certain food, then eat those certain foods if they help you to win. You go to bed at the times where it helps you to win. You hang out with the people that help you to win with what's important based on your value system. Don't look up to me and my daily routine because that won't work for other people. It just works for me. And even now, like I'm still adapting it and adjusting it based on data that I get every day and every week and feedback that I get based on whether I'm self-sabotaging, self-destructing, or whether I start feeling shit about doing something. And things change. Like if I do an event and I've been speaking for four or five days, I might not read or research and I might sleep in for three or four days afterwards. That's just what works for me. It took me a long time to discover that because I would finish an event after speaking for four days try to wake up early. And by lunchtime, I was melting down. All I'm doing is craving chocolate and wanting to binge eat. And I was like, what is going on here? But it was just feedback that I'd set my weeks up wrong after my events. I was getting feedback. So then when I adapted my sleeping and I thought, well, you know, if I go to bed at 10, 30, 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock or whatever it is, I'm not going to set my alarm for the next four or five days and just wake up at whatever time. And I would wake up at nine o'clock in the morning. Why? Probably because I was exhausted from running the events for a couple of days. Also, I realized that I didn't want to study and I didn't want to learn because my brain was potentially mashed out after teaching and speaking and going through notes for a four-day event or a five-day event or a seven-day event. It's a lot of effort and a lot of mental capacity to be able to teach for such an extended period of time and also to coach for an extended period of time. So I just looked at what the data or the feedback that I was getting from my own body and from my own mindset, and I adapted it to suit my lifestyle. So I don't put pressure on myself after events, to study, to learn. When I feel like studying again, I start studying. When I feel like teaching again, I start teaching again. I just don't pressure myself like I used to. So anyway, I hope that helps you to establish your morning routine and your daily routine driven mofos. Keep crushing it. Thanks for everybody who's been sharing this podcast as well. Keep crushing it and thanks for being a driven mofo.